0: thanks for hitting that play button thank you you did it i yeah and then i was nervous because the the thanks for hitting that play button wasn't fun fun today
1: yeah we we have a guest today and so our intro is actually not over so we should stop congratulating ourselves on a good <laughs> intro <laughs> Welcome back to Unlearning, a podcast dedicated to all things you had to unlearn in order to become the better person you desire to be. I'm Matt Sadler.
0: And I'm Felicia McLeod. Today's episode is about sexuality. Let's unlearn that.
1: Because today we have a special guest an actor, a writer, a comedy teacher, an all around great person who I've known for, for many, many minutes now. We go and I way feel back. Like
0: I've known for a lifetime
1: uh, Damon Royster.
0: Yes! Hello.
2: Hello. Uh, hello. Sorry, I showed up. Hello.
0: <laughs> Thank you for being Welcome
1: here. Welcome to the podcast. It's good to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, so our first segment is called Unlearn This, and that's a segment where we read an audience submission uh, of a time they had to learn unlearn something. Um, so Felicia, would you like to?
0: Yes, we have a submission from Oha Lopez. I had to unlearn slut shaming. Oh my God, I had it bad. I grew up in Venezuela in the 90s. I was super Catholic and always associated with the moral security of virginity and modesty. I always felt like I was trying to make myself the most perfect version of what a Venezuelan man wanted, and slut-shaming was a way to set myself apart, and above other women. Even to this day, I have to fight against my automatic, basic instinct to judge women for what we wear, how we act, how we choose to express sexuality unlearning is a practice for me where each time i'm presented with a challenge i have an opportunity to get on track that aligns with my real values it's not perfect i still catch myself on some bullshit unlearning slut shaming is not a thing that i once i acknowledged i did it i magically stopped doing it i still have that inside me i can now recognize when i'm doing it and filter it through my experience and offer respect above all but i love this submission i think that's like something I you have to like consciously unlearn every day where it's like the slut-shaming and judging women based off of what they wear.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. What stood out to me was, uh, she said, you know, growing up in Venezuela, and I'm like, oh, that this is not specific to that country at all. This, yeah. this could be America. This could be, I think, probably most countries, unfortunately.
2: Yeah. I think it's something that we're all... I think like it's so current that we're like I feel like the tide is kind of turning uh in terms of like that of like slut shaming and like Mm -hmm. you know women dressing a certain way you know the whole that horrible phrase she was asking for it Mm -hmm. or like you look like you're asking for it dressed like that I think we're kind of like finally realizing oh that's a messed up thing to think about somebody like it's their body it's literally their property like let them dress how they want to dress and it doesn't signify anything to anybody else
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and I like wonder like where this all originated from? Like why did we all of a sudden take that on and normalize treating women like that and like slut shaming them? Why was yeah? That it all is all a weird. Like the it's thing?
1: a really weird thing to put on women. That like, oh, you dress that way, so you you're asking for someone else to like, you know, I, I don't. It's mm-hmm. it's mind blowing to me. Uh, yeah, how society has treated women for so long.
2: I feel like it all comes from like you know just trying to control women basically because mm-hmm. the w- women can do this thing they can have babies uh and <laughs> it's truly the most powerful thing any human being can do but men you know got to the front of the line first so they're just like we have to make sure that women feel bad constantly mm-hmm. and it's like oh you're having sex that doesn't result in a baby how dare you yeah uh,
0: yeah you don't <laughs> or or have sex, shame sex at
1: all how dare you yeah right I've always, I always think about this baby thing because, like, I remember, you know, you learn in school about, like, Freud and it's like there's, like, penis envy. And I'm like, I don't – that seems opposite to me. Like, women can create life. Men can't. And then we've started basically every war in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we, like, try to make up for not being able to create life by killing people. Feels feels like the opposite of penis envy. Looks like some dude's got some vagina envy. <laughs> That's my deep that's my deep thought for
0: this week (laughs) write that book
2: please (laughs) your vagina envy (laughs) you know do I want to throw my mom under the bus that's where I'm at right now I think that generation
0: I think we should because that generation has a different thought process too oh yeah
2: because like I I still am haunted she never listens to podcasts I've told her for years to listen to them but now she never does and I've literally (laughs) I just make fun of her on podcasts now but um
1: well the joke's on her then
2: the, I so a few years ago I watched this documentary um what was it called it was like the secret war or the hidden war it was like it was about the women who get sexually assaulted in the military mm-hmm. and how like that's like a thing that we just don't even know It happens a lot and my mom I, t- I was telling my mom about it and her reaction was just not great I was like oh you're her stance on it was, um, well, that's how men are in in war. You know, they're just very savage. And I was like,
0: what? <coughs> yeah, that's not that's not okay. Yeah, we can't just normalize no. that.
2: Yeah, I was just, and you know, I love my mom. She's a very sweet lady, great grandma. But like, yeah, she is from a different generation where, uh, you know, she's a baby boomer where it's just there are certain rules to society to society that she continues to follow and she doesn't question.
1: Mm-hmm. some of the nicest, sweetest people I know still kind of follow these weird traditional ways of thinking and will rationalize really terrible things. And it's, I I don't like, for instance, uh, for me, my aunt Linda is like maybe the sweetest person I know, but then on certain political things where it's not, if it's somebody she knows personally, she's going to be the nicest, most caring person. Mm -hmm. But there's like a, a, um, there's like a distance – there's a cognitive distance between like real people she sees and people you hear about on the news or whatever. So when she's talking about, oh, those people over there, sometimes – and I'm not saying she would condone sexual assault in the military. She hasn't done that. But every now and then she says things that, that catch me off guard because um, she's like the most caring person when it's people she knows and then a lot of people I think from that generation, there's like this this – distance they have in Mm -hmm. thinking about other people and it's like oh there's there's just there's just this old school way of thinking that even the nicest people have this weird backwards uh thing that has just been drilled into them for so long
0: Mm -hmm. did that make any sense or was was that just nonsense i was ready to drag linda um
1: right (laughs) because i want to be clear The the whole the whole reason I bring it up is because she is literally the nicest person. But then every now and then she says things about like people that, you know, you know, just groups of people or whatever. And and you're like, but
0: what? But you're so nice. I know. I think it's because it's it's scary. The unknown is scary to people. So they want to just like um, stand strong in a belief in something. So they're like, this is a, a moral thing that we learned when we were younger that my parents learned that my parents' parents learned. So we're just going to take this as true instead of, um, having a nuanced conversation and realizing like it's, there's a spectrum on on a lot of things and let's just like do that so we can have healthy communications instead of like being a piece of shit and standing your ground.
2: Mm -hmm. And I have a radical idea that I've, I've actually been thinking about for a while. I, I honestly can, how, how, I'm going to say some language that is not for children, but <laughs> I I honestly don't believe in the wor- words like whore, slut. Um, I guess those those are the two. Like, those terms, they just don't make sense to my mind. Like, what is the number that a woman or a man needs to hit to be considered a slut or a whore? Like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, oh, you're sleeping with too many people. It's like... I feel like we throw that that word around, like, oh, she slept with a guy on a first date. Oh, man, she's a big slut. It's like, is she? (laughs) Like, why are we demonizing her with this this name all of a sudden, you know?
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Does this make sense?
0: That does, because it's like, I was dating this guy, and he asked me my number, and I was like, of how many people I've slept with. And I just think that's so interesting, because I was like, how is that going to help this relationship move forward with you knowing how many people I slept with? And like... Mm -hmm. Why is that such a normalized thing? It's like, I fucked, like, and now I'm with you. So what are we doing? Yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> right. So obviously that means you want us to ask you what your number is now on the podcast. <laughs> <as> I was...
0: <laughs> no, I just think it doesn't matter. It's like I was, I was safe and I am here now and I'm, I learned from my mistakes, not all of them, but like we are growing. So like, yeah. I don't just don't mm-hmm. understand why people ask that.
2: Thank you, thank you for recognizing the symbol for growth.
1: Like. <laughs> growth.
0: <laughs> growth. Yeah, thank you both for doing a hand gesture
1: on a podcast.
0: <laughs> I'm going to take They'll a know. little video. They'll know, yeah. We'll,
1: yeah, we'll, we'll, there'll be a little gift file that goes with this episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is there a time any of you had to unlearn something about sexuality?
2: Um, well, I had to. Hello. Um, so for me, you know, uh, a big thing about Sexuality—the thing about sexuality—I had to unlearn. So uh, I, I'm gay. Um, really try to leave that whenever I introduce myself. So the, <laughs> I'm so yeah, sorry it why, took me why this Why wasn't long it the
1: first thing to... at the top? We, we said you're an actor, a writer, and a comedy teacher. We didn't put that in there.
2: I know. I look like such a straight stand-up comedian right now in this like black hoodie. I'm like, you know, put me on at the Improv. That—that's a theater in L.A., right?
1: Uh, yeah, that's—it's that's the generic name of of every comedy theater across the country
2: yes thank you Uh, just all I had to do was say yes but okay Um,
1: (laughs) anyway okay uh, Matt. so you're you're gay but you look straight right now correct
0: I'm gonna put that everything else out I'm gonna cut that little part out and I'm gonna put it in the beginning so everybody knows straight up yeah
2: yes 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 but uh, so the thing I I came out pretty late uh, like post college late and I really had to unlearn um, this straight future that I had like mapped out in my head that I didn't even really want. But mm. I was like, you know, I was raised straight, as most gay people are. We're all raised straight. Like, their your parents. I've never, I've never encountered any parents who were like, oh my gosh, I hope our son marries another man and has a, a same-sex wedding. Like, that's never really the thing they think about. Because, like, when they have their little baby, they're like, oh, you will marry someone of the opposite sex you'll i'll have grandchildren and then you'll live down the road for me like um my big fat greek wedding um shout out but uh so i had to unlearn all that future stuff like i i didn't even really want kids but i just assumed i would have kids and i would get married and like that was things that were destined for me you know much in the same way of like getting a job post-college so when i finally came out i really had to like i was kind of shell-shocked when find the realization all came to be at once and i was like oh shit i've I'm not going to have a traditional, I'm using air quotes, sorry, Mm. podcast, (laughs) you know, a traditional marriage that my mother and father wanted for me. And it's probably going to be a struggle to like talk about relationship things. And, you know, (laughs) spoiler alert, it was, and it still is. Mm. Um, They're, they're fine. And more air quotes, but like we never... Before they were always like, oh, are you dating somebody who, oh, your brother's getting married. Are you going to bring a date to the wedding? Like they're more interested in that kind of stuff. But when I came out, it was like, oh, less. we're not, This. (laughs) sorry, this is kind of a downer. We're not as close as we once were um, before I came out. And it's like, it's not like a blood feud thing or like they don't talk to me about my gay son. Like they'll, if pushed, they'll say that I am. But it's like, it's not like their front of mind about like my romantic uh, life as it once was mm-hmm. before.
1: I'm, I'm curious, and if you don't want to answer this, you don't have to, and we can completely cut this out. But y- you said that you didn't come out till after college and you thought you were gonna have this, you know, quote unquote, normal, whatever, straight heterosexual version of the American dream, whatever. Um, I'm curious, like, did you know yourself for a while before you came out like how much time was there where you were actively in the closet versus you were actually just thinking that you were straight? Does that make sense?
2: Uh, lovely story. And uh, you guys are so lucky for this story. Um, you'll you'll find out why when I want to get to the end. So, yeah, I had kind of been like bouncing around um, my thoughts on it since I was in seventh grade, honestly. Uh, seventh grade was the first time I logged onto the computer it was like, penis. What does that look like? (laughs) And (laughs) I was like, huh, not bad. (laughs) And honestly, that was like my you know, I'm I'm a millennial child of the internet. So like my first gay experiences were just going to porn websites, or to be even more honest, it was reading um, queer fan fiction oh, where awesome. characters from my favorite TV shows would have sex in the written word, and I was like, oh, okay. I love
0: light erotica, yeah.
2: Yeah, we love it. And <laughs> did I write some? Yeah, bet. And do I still? Did I recently read them? Yes, I did. Um, if you want to read them on the hurt.
1: air, that's up to you. <laughs>
2: That part I'm probably going to pass, because I, I figured, I figured. it is the most melodramatic shit you've ever heard. <laughs> um, so I was doing that, and then I was... Do- <laughs> oh boy, this is embarrassing, but I don't care. It's the truth. Uh, when I was enjoying internet porn, you know, uh, with myself alone, <laughs> like you do, I would open up several tabs, um, and it would be like straight porn, gay porn, straight porn, gay porn, and my... I'd play this game with myself of like, whatever I finished on, that's what I was for the day. I was like, okay, I finished on straight porn. So I like girls, of course, even though I had just watched uh, two other gay videos before that. But I was like, no, g- girl boobs. I love them. Um, this is like a less
1: w- innocent version of pulling the, the petals off of a flower. Like the, she loves me, she loves me not kind of thing. That's what this is.
2: It, it truly was. I'm gay, I'm straight, I'm gay, I'm straight. And I, I remember, this, this is where it ties into this. Uh, I was listening to a podcast on Valentine's Day in 2012. Uh, this comedian, Todd Glass, was going on the Mark Maron podcast, WTF. And he was on that podcast to come out uh, as gay. And he just started listing all the things he would do to like cover up his like gay sensibilities. And the whole time I was just like, I do that, I do that, I do that. And I just kind of was like oh, I guess, oh, okay, I guess this is me. <laughs> so hopefully now, you know, people listen to this podcast. This is where it's full circle. People listen to this podcast, and they are be like, oh, my God, I'm gay. That, truly, that would be my dream. Same.
1: You will be yeah. someone to else's Todd Glass.
2: Yes. A comedian who I, I tried to watch his stuff after I heard that and it wasn't for me. Uh.
1: <laughs> yeah. not, all, not all gay people have to like all gay comedians. I, there's plenty of straight comedians I do not care for.
2: Yeah, and you know what? I know that now. Uh, did that answer your question at all? Yes,
1: yes, okay, it did. Good. Yes, it did. That was uh, that was a very good answer. Thank you.
0: I loved it. I think it's so wild um, the idea of a, of a family, um, like a traditional family, and how that's put on everybody um, instead yeah, of just um, like falling in love. And if you choose to have children, have children, adopt, um, don't like. <laughs> i just think it's so interesting
2: yeah and last night again solidifying how gay i am i watched the Stephen Stonheim musical company and it was so have you ever have you guys seen that musical Mm-mm. before
1: no I, I i'm straight again so it's
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> okay all right well okay i'm on uh, my own, own no I, I've, cool. I mean i've seen
1: uh, plenty of Sondheim, just not company particularly
2: no, I'll, I'll, I'll get some baseball references in it later um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like the musical company it's just about this guy Bobby is his name he's the main character and he's for some reason he has eight couple friends he has he's friends with eight couples and the whole musical is just him visiting each one of them and then like explaining their relationship and why he should have one too and some of them are bad relationships some of them are good but it's like everyone's like you're 35 you have to be married when are you gonna get married and i'm like (laughs) this seems feels dated is what i'm saying
0: some people still have that that thought process though Mm
2: -hmm. like
0: even talking to my parents my parents would be like so are you seeing anyone and i'm like so you don't know what coronavirus is. And like, <laughs> even before, I was like, was I seeing somebody beforehand? Like, when I'm seeing someone, I'll let you know.
2: If I can lock somebody down, I will scream it from the rooftops. <laughs> you
0: you'll will know. not be able to shut me up.
2: You'll, yeah, y'all don't need to ask. You'll you'll all know.
0: I can't I wait w- to save my partner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Because, you know, I love being, you know, free to be you, whatever, like love being by myself. But when I get somebody, I will be that annoying person posting on social media like, oh, (laughs) we bought ice cream. (laughs) Oh, no, we went the wrong way. We're lost. Yeah, that's what couples do,
1: right? (laughs) Yes, they get ice cream and then they go the wrong way. I tell you.
0: That's what's on my Instagram.
1: Uh, So. Growing up as a, a, a straight kid, uh, my mom, she had been a, a musical theater major in college, and a lot of her best friends uh, were were gay and openly gay. And I grew up uh, with most of the um, most of the men that were you know friends with my mom. She didn't have I mean she has a few female friends, but the majority of her friends are um, openly gay men. And that was just kind of an accepted um, thing. Uh, And I didn't really uh, question it very much. Um, And I remember in 2004, which would have been when I was in high school, Massachusetts became the first state to legalize gay marriage. Um, And I'm from the Boston area. And it was just one of those things that I was just like, yeah, I mean, I don't don't understand why, what took Mm -hmm. us so long. And then there, of course, was a lot of pushback and, now here we are in 2021 and a lot of people look at gay marriage and are like, yeah, I don't understand why that took us so long. It's one of those, it's yeah. kind of just, because marriage like starts as like this thing of like a man selling his daughter to someone out uh, to the next generation, you know, it's like a, it's a purchase, uh, mm-hmm. purchasing yeah. a woman. And that evolves into kind of like a, the arranged marriages and eventually uh arranged marriages go away in favor of in most cultures uh marrying for love and so why that wasn't so why if you're going to break away from the marriage is arranged to marrying for love why would you put restraints on that on who you're allowed to love it doesn't make Mm -hmm. any sense Mm -hmm. but we were that's where we were for a very long time as a country
2: yeah and uh love that for you i think that's so great growing up with that um that I feel like it makes you a better or more well-adjusted uh, adult. Mm-hmm. So I love that your mom had those gay friends and wasn't like, <laughs> like keep keep that away from them. So I, I love that. Um, and then also, have you guys heard, I don't know if this is the main argument, but like, you know, the religious argument, like a man shall not lie with another man the way he does with a woman.
1: Yeah.
2: I've heard the argument is that what that really means is a man should not sell you know, another man off to another man like he would a woman. Like that's what they really mean. Because that that's what marriage was. It was like a a purchase. So that like I've heard like the counter argument is like that's not saying a man can't be romantically involved with a man. It just means you can't sell a man the way you could sell a woman. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, the Bible can say pretty much whatever you want it to say if you Mm. use it in whatever context, you know? So I remember people when I remember specifically we had this debate in class uh when gay marriage passed in massachusetts because i was in high school and it was like a, i don't even remember what class it was like it was probably like an english class or whatever but we just had an open discussion about gay marriage um and there was this one girl who was like you know this is against my religion and i said that's great you don't have to get married to a woman like yeah, i don't understand yeah. like i don't see how this has anything to do with your religion but you know the bible argument that was one of the ways that people uh, in this country use that argument in favor of slavery, because there's slavery mm-hmm. in the Bible. And they would say, well, we've got to keep slavery because it's in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? The Bible also says uh, to love thy neighbor and, and turn the other cheek. You know what I mean? And, and Jesus yeah. loved everyone unconditionally as, as a child of God. So I don't – You got to, you know, it's with the Bible you can pick and choose. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, a lot of people chose to use that as an excuse for their own bigotry. Um, in, in
0: the Bible, like, Jesus hung out with prostitutes and with, like, wayward people. He spent and it's his like, entire day
1: with 12 other dudes.
2: Yeah. And Lil Nas
1: X.
0: And Lil Nas X. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's in there.
0: That's in there. That's in my Bible. So. Yeah. Also, I just think it's so wild that it's, like, we're just, everyone, like, dissecting that book for how long? For so Ever. long. Yeah, forever. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like i haven't seen i haven't read a book twice and these people are like spending years dissecting it and basing their lives and like judging people when it's like get a new book get a new book
2: have you read ramona quimby age eight
0: have you seen a romance novel what are we doing like
2: have you have you cracked the bridgerton series come on
0: I just think it's so insane and it makes me so sad that instead of us putting our energy into think about the amazing things we could be created, we're too busy judging others and trying to make everybody fit into some box. When it's like, bitch, grow up. Like it's none of your business who somebody else is having a relationship with.
2: And I think it yeah, I think it just all comes back to because, you know, the topic for today is sexuality. I feel like there's just there are a few number of people who like to punish you for doing something that feels good for you. Mm -hmm. Like, why is it anybody's business what makes me feel good? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not hurting you. I'm not getting, hurting myself in any like addiction way. Like, this is just my thing. Leave me alone.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's like, I don't like ice cream. I would never want to take that from anybody else when so many people enjoy ice cream.
1: Wait, you don't like ice ice cream? cream?
0: Mm-mm. all right
1: well, well I, now i'm gonna I, be less progressive and i'm gonna be very conservative about this <laughs> everyone should like ice cream i
2: i also don't care for ice cream i like smoothies
0: oh i love to see it all see? right this
1: this this episode's canceled <laughs> this is,
0: not, you just exit I'm, I'm <laughs> <leaving>. <laughs>
1: um,
0: like with sexuality and everything it makes me think of how i had to unlearn uh, about like pleasure and masturbation and how I would like shame myself mm-hmm. it would be like mm-hmm. right after i'd be like i can't believe i did that to myself instead of like just experiencing sex and pleasure in and not be shamed yeah yeah,
1: yeah. just you know I, I was raised catholic so i am i'm going to not i'm going to abstain from this part of the discussion <laughs> See, you I still, still have, have a lot unlearning. to, there's, there's something about being raised Catholic, I still have a lot to unlearn in terms of uh, when it comes to just be, the mm. not having the guilt aspect that has been placed on sex. There's nothing inherently mm. uh, guilty about sex. It's totally a societal
0: thing. Sometimes there is. No, but I'm, I'm still kidding. unlearning <laughs> that. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, and you're from Boston, so that's like serious Catholic the
1: most Catholic yes Uh, and that's why people people a lot of people were confused when we became the first uh, state to allow gay marriage and it's kind of Boston's a weird place because it is a very uh, kind of religiously conservative place but also socially liberal in a lot of ways it's it's a blue state that is also the state where you know the pure that founded by the Puritans and you know it's the state that that uh, hung people for being witches and like mm-hmm. you know what i mean so there's there's that. that there's both of that we have like a very religious but there's i don't know it's it's the best way i could describe it is i was taught like don't judge someone else don't judge gay people for being gay but you should probably judge yourself for your own <laughs> personal sexuality mm-hmm. it's it's a lot oh, of yeah. inward judgment
2: i i need to I didn't have a great experience the first time I went to Boston. Felicia, you were there. You remember? 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 I got kicked out of my Airbnb. I remember. That. Yeah. I need to go back and like
0: get a new experience. I need to give it a
2: second chance because did not have a great. You got kicked
1: out of an Airbnb.
0: Here.
2: Yeah, we were being. I guess we were being too loud doing karaoke at 2 a.m. in an apartment building. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Well, here's the thing: landlords in Boston are. The, some of the worst people on the planet. So you're just mm-hmm. experiencing what it's like to live in Boston.
0: Having <laughs> okay. an issue with
1: a landlord.
2: I see. A lot of turkeys, though. That was pretty cool.
1: Yes. Well, we did it. We invented Thanksgiving because they were everywhere. We were like, you know what? Let's 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 sit down and have a nice
0: meal. <laughs> we gotta get rid of these turkeys. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Once a year, everybody eats a turkey. We gotta get
1: rid of. <laughs> That's basically where the tradition started from. It was like, there's too many damn turkeys. And every year when the harvest is done, we got all our food and we're gonna eat we're gonna, you know, sit down with the harvest and a giant turkey and Man.
2: I I always assumed wild turkey was a deli option. I didn't know it was real.
1: Where are you from originally?
2: Uh sorry, real quick, is there something wrong with my sound? I made a hilarious joke and no one laughed. <laughs> can you hear me? I, you can no, I, you can hear me, right?
1: I heard you. I laughed. Uh in my mind, but it but it made me think of a question, and I jumped straight mm. to the question. I'm sorry. I
2: see. No, I it's okay. Laugh
1: first. It made me think
2: just, just trying to warm up for these teens tonight. Uh, so, where am I from? I am from Lombard, Illinois, which is 40 minutes west of Chicago. Um, we, I used to think it was kind of like a fancy town, but now that I'm older, I look back. I'm like, hmm, it's a, it's much more blue collar than I remember, mm. uh, which you know no no judgment not passing judgment i'm just this is what i'm noticing as an adult
1: yeah uh i just want to say for the record uh you said mentioned the team thing i don't think we explained that on the actual podcast that was before we were recording so that out of context <laughs> is gonna sound weird
2: oh I, I assumed you were gonna cut it out but yeah i'm doing a prom show teens will be at the prom
1: i think when you listen to this episode you are to be very disappointed at how little we actually cut out
0: I want people to cool see company. the raw, the uncut, and the process of unlearning, you know?
1: It is a process. That's what it's all about. It's about the process of unlearning. Yeah. Very nice. Are these sound bites
2: <laughs> for, <laughs> for the pod?
0: My favorite thing is it, the guest is always the one to remind us that the podcast is unlearning and also what the topic is because I feel like so many <laughs> times I like veer off somewhere else and I appreciate you for bringing us like back.
1: To it. Yeah, earlier you said the phrase, "Well, today's topic is sexuality." And I don't think either of us say that once we get started. <laughs> we say it at the top and then we never say that again.
2: Oh, well, that's, you know, I'm a teacher and a control freak, so, you know. <laughs> that's what you're going to get.
0: We appreciate it.
2: Yeah, teacher. Yeah.
1: Well, you teach you teach improv, correct?
2: Yeah. Oh my god, do I I just got scheduled to teach a 16 person zoom improv class every wednesday until i explode
1: yeah what is 16? i so i've never taken a zoom improv class what is it like
2: uh it's the worst thing you've ever done in your life nah, no it's not the worst it's it's okay like we have like like if you're doing a scene everyone else turns their camera off so you can kind of like pin the other person so it's like you're literally having a zoom conversation with them oh, okay. um and then I give notes and then people go okay and then they seem really disappointed in me um, and then I'm like god am I a terrible teacher and then you know we end and then I think about everything I said and I spiral out of control that's kind of what the class is like honestly
1: um, it's kind of like this podcast
2: yeah yeah except I'm the student now <laughs>
0: And And we are the teachers letting it
1: spiral out of control. (laughs) Gotta love it.
0: I think it's so interesting that we were able to all adjust so quickly with the pandemic and like go on Zoom calls, um, wearing our mask. Well, not everybody, but like a a majority. But in Mm. life, people can't just adjust to the shitty like things that they normalize, like shitty old traditions.
1: Yeah. People can be surprisingly good at adapting And it is always surprising to me what people are willing to adapt to and what they are not willing to adapt to. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think, is it like, is this where we turn this to a conversation about capitalism? (laughs) Um, (laughs) We can. Yes, we can.
1: We can. Just, you know,
2: there's no, I feel like for the Zoom thing for like, you know, money was on the line, like certain comedy institutions that I work for and will not be naming here, you know, they're like, we got to, we got to keep that money. (laughs) We got to keep this money flowing. Um, Whereas like it doesn't really financially uh, benefit anybody to be okay with, you know, women dressing the way they want to or gay people existing in the world.
1: Does this make any sense? That makes a lot of sense.
0: It does. Although I
1: got to say with with gay marriage, I remember one of the arguments being like, this is good for the economy. Like weddings are good for the economy. So I don't know. So sometimes there's still, even when it is financially viable, there's still pushback and people just don't like change for the sake of change. Now um, with with new green technology, it's becoming much more uh, affordable to use solar power and wind power. And gas is so damn expensive and you'd think that people would just have enough and and we would you know move the economy over. but mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, pushback to like the the you know the green New deal and yeah. you know and then people they don't even necessarily have issues with what's actually in the green New Deal. no one knows what's in the green New Deal. They're pretty sure that they're gonna outlaw cow farts and that's probably in there, but no one even seems to know what's in it. There's always this resistance to change, and and it is interesting to me that some changes we can make, and a lot of times it is because it is financially viable. Um, But other times, I guess it's because there's the old school interests of uh, fossil fuel industries that are pushing back. Um, But yeah, it's, it's always amazing to me. And a lot of the times money does play into it, but sometimes we can, we can change instantly and we can adapt quickly. And other times there's just so much pushback.
2: Yeah. That made me think of like, when everyone was like, we need to get rid of that affordable, that Obamacare, but let's keep the affordable care act. And it's like, oh, that's the same. thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like people had no idea.
0: Just arguing for the sake of arguing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That was like,
1: that was like the, the devil's bill 10 years ago. And now it's one of the most popular things out there. Yeah. The devil's bill.
0: <laughs> it, not... it, was,
1: it was Satan care.
0: <laughs> I can't stop thinking about cow farts. <laughs> Ever since you said cow farts, it's just <laughs> <laughs> going this around.
1: Is, this game. is a real environmental issue. It is a very serious thing. Please stop <laughs> laughing about cow farts.
2: How are they going to outlaw that? Are they going to plug them up?
1: They're not going oh, okay. to outlaw <laughs> it. But apparently, they do release <laughs> a lot of methane into the atmosphere. So. Mm hmm.
2: I have, I vaguely remember hearing this, yes.
0: What are we feeding them?
1: Well, that's one of the issues is that we should be feeding them grass because they eat grass, but we feed them corn because we subsidize corn. Anyway, I we could go down a whole rabbit hole.
2: In this conversation of sexuality, we talk about cow farts.
0: Because <laughs> we have to learn sexuality always being, like, sexy, you know? It's Sometimes it's not sexy. sexy.
1: Sometimes... Sometimes your partner farts when you're making love. And I'm not saying you should make love to a cow, but this is going really off the rails.
2: I mean, I don't want to go down that road, but I could, you know, but I don't want to, but I could. Like, you know what I mean,
1: right? I get it.
2: Everyone. I don't, okay.
1: I'm I'm worried. I don't know if I know what you mean.
2: Well, you know, when two men are intimate and then, you, you know.
1: You know. You fart.
2: Well, yeah, but like where we go. Oh, man, you're going to make me do this. <laughs> During uh, the uh, anal intercourse, um, you know, that is an area that also other things come out of. And, you know, it's, just, you know, it's it's the risk we take. It's the risk we take.
1: I knew exactly what you were talking about. I just wanted to make you say it. <laughs>
2: Okay. All right. Okay. I guess this is gotcha journalism today. This <laughs> is exactly
1: what this is. It's a lot of gotcha. It's journalism. like a live
0: audience. There's like sixty yeah. people in the Zoom.
2: You know, whatever. Me and Palin, just a couple couple of mavericks, getting got by the media, getting
1: got by the gotcha media over here. You know, promoting our cow farts and our liberal agenda. <laughs> That's probably a good a good segment into our final. So our final segment is called "How's Your Journey." Uh, this last segment is where we figure out how far we are on our journey of unlearning on a scale of one to 10, one being we haven't even started, 10 being I have arrived. There's probably no such thing as a 10 is what I'm learning every week. Damon, you're the guest. Would you like to go first or would you like some time to think?
2: I'll go second. I'll just say that. I'll go second and then we'll start with Felicia first.
0: Delicious. I believe on my journey of unlearning sexuality I think I'm probably at, I'm probably at a four. There's still a lot of shame and like, um, that I have to unlearn. And also like, yeah, it's a lot of stuff I have to work through. I think I'm like on a steady movement to be better, but I'm definitely like at a four.
2: Uh, For me, I would say I'm at like seven or eight. Um, I'm in a weird place right now where I'm like, do I even want to get married? Mm-hmm. Seriously, watching that company musical, I was like, I don't know if I want this. Um, So in terms of like unlearning the straight culture idea of like what uh, a man my age should be doing, definitely very past that. But also I'm kind of like, I don't know. Do I want to be in a long-term relationship or do I just want to like travel the world and have lovers in every, you know, major city in the Mm -hmm. world? (sighs) TBD. One or the other will happen for sure.
1: I love that. Um... So uh, for me, I I feel like, like I mentioned earlier, you know, um, there was always uh, just gay people were always a part of my life. That was not something that was um, shunned or shamed. Um, So in terms of uh, an understanding and appreciation of homosexuality or the the spectrum of sexuality, I feel like I'm further ahead on that than I am on maybe this kind of, uh, either kink shaming or we talked about slut shaming at the beginning. Um, I, I don't, I'd like to think that I don't slut shame, but I, I, think there's probably those, those moments where I still have, um, thoughts that are, um, not as evolved as I'd like to believe that I am. So yeah, I still have a little ways to go on my journey in terms of, um, in terms of uh, sexuality, um, I think you know. Earlier, we made jokes about you know, oh, you know, you're gay, so you saw musicals, and oh, we'll talk about baseball later for the straight people. Like I get, I'm I'm aware that we're just joking. I don't believe yeah. in those stereotypes, and I think a lot of the stereotypes around sexuality uh, are are wrong. But every now and then, there are those little things where, you know, I I don't necessarily think. Oh, she's a slut, or whatever, or anything like that. But there are times where I probably could be more understanding of um, people's choice and, and how however they want to present themselves to the world, however they want whatever their sexuality is, or what however they want to experience life. Um, I probably could be again growing up as a, a a an Irish Catholic in Boston. I probably could be a, a little. I I have a little ways to go um so i'll say i'm like a five i'll put myself right in the in the middle
0: nice
1: is that it did we do it are we done we did
0: it damon thank you so much Uh, for being on the podcast
1: yeah and thank you for kind of producing it and and letting us Mm -hmm. use your zoom link and everything
2: oh my gosh give me a credit um in the show notes uh (laughs) but thank you for having me this was so delightful and so nice thank you both
1: Thank you. And thank you to Felicia for doing this, despite the fact that she's hung over. Oh, uh, that's what that was. Okay. Oh, did she, wait, speaking yeah. of which, did she black out? Are you frozen right now? She's frozen.
0: Oh, oh the there she is. I froze for a little bit. Hello, that's Felicia? <gasps> I'm back. That's yeah, so embarrassing. Yeah, you blacked out again. <laughs> 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 You're embarrassed by the-
2: <laughs> Did you hear about Felicia?
1: She froze. Oh <laughs>
2: mm, <laughs> my God,
1: she's a freezer. She's one of those people. Sometimes. Don't she's... get on a zoom. Of, don't get on a zoom with Felicia. She freezes. She's trouble. Okay. Guys, let's not freeze. Shame. Felicia. Okay.
0: Thank you. I learned that. Very fair.
1: I mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> learned that. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much uh, uh, to Damon. Thank you to you, the listener for tuning in. Uh, please feel free to share uh, your stories with us or, or send comments, suggestions, to unlearning at gmail.com uh, you can also follow us on twitter unlearning underscore cast or, or on instagram unlearning underscore podcast um, we are a proud member of the trident network uh, for more you can check out tridentnetwork.com uh, this is a reminder that you are not alone on your journey to unlearning
0: Unlearn. Unlearn. Unlearn that.
1: <laughs> Unlearn that. <laughs>